Hello everyone, welcome to episode two of ROH Cast. My name's Harry. I'm the web designer and co-owner of ROHworld.com. Today I'm joined by Stephen, who's the other co-owner and writer. Hi everyone. And also John, who's one of our staff writers. Hey everyone. Uh, this week we're going to be talking about several different topics. We're going to start by discussing Ring of Honor's return to TV this past Saturday. We'll then talk about the latest Ring of Honor news. And finally, we'll close the show by discussing some topics suggested by our fans on Twitter. But first, we're going to start off with the TV show. The show began with Ring of Honor on Twitter. But first, we're going to start off with the TV show. The show began with Ring of Honor legend Nigel McGuinness coming out. He did a promo, you know, welcoming himself back to Ring of Honor, and then he joined Kevin Kelly on commentary. Uh, what did you two guys think of McGuinness on commentary overall and his return in general? I thought he was uh, really impressive on commentary, actually. I mean, I think we all expected him to be to be pretty good because he's quite, you know, charis- uh, charismatic. Uh, so I-, I was glad that he uh, that he's come back. I mean, it's a shame that we probably won't won't see him in the ring. I mean, I think a lot of people know that he's uh, had a lot of health problems. Maybe. In- no one really knows the uh, specifics behind that, but um, I, th- I think any involvement really will be a, a positive for Ring of Honor, and I think him and uh, Kevin Kelly really matched uh, each other well in the commentary. Yeah, I'm happy to see McGinnis back in Ring of Honor. Um, I thought he was kind of disappointing on commentary, to be honest, because of how good he usually is cutting promos. But that being said, it was his first time trying it, as far as I know, and he's only going to get better, so I think there's a future between with him and... Kevin Kelly at commentary. Yeah, I think as, as a color commentator, your you know your job isn't really to take over. I mean, Kevin Kelly is the play-by-play announcer, so he should do most of it. I think I think he did. Um, he, there was a few lines that he said that were you know quite quite funny, and he, I think he gave a lot of insight actually. I mean, he's been away for a while, but he, he showed that he still knows his stuff. So I think yeah, as I said, any involvement from uh, someone like Nigel McGuinness, even if it's uh, just on the announcer table, will be uh, beneficial yeah i'd like to see him do the i pay-per-views as well i was a bit disappointed uh last week with the i pay-per-view where he wasn't on commentary it was uh dave prazak is that right um i'd like to see him him do the pay-per-views as well as the tv show because i feel he did quite well overall especially you know considering it was the first one he did and you've got to think you know as weeks go on he'll get even better at it especially with you know the new tapings this saturday yeah Yeah, sorry go on and really, anything's better than a Prezak and, and a Hogwood calling the matches. So, yeah, definitely. I'll, I'll, I'll take anything over them. Well, he's he's on the roster page as well now, so obviously he's going to be you know regular fixture. I don't know if eventually he will be on the i pay per view. So I don't know whether they're going to keep um, Prezak for that. I mean, I, I don't mind Prezak. I think he's he's quite good. But yeah, I agree with John. I mean, the HD Net show. The worst thing about that was the commentary. I mean, Prezak and Mike Hodgewood was absolutely terrible. I mean, mm. he, he tried, but he's, he obviously just didn't know anything about wrestling. I mean, I don't think he actually called a, a move the whole time it was on. <laughs> he was just like, and he slammed him to the, you know, to the mat. He was like, it's a suplex. It's not, you know, Prasek <laughs> kept having to like interject and say what move it was. I mean, if the, you know, if the commentators are not movies, how do they expect yeah. the fans to, you know, to learn these, you know, learn these moves? So, yeah, I mean, a massive improvement on the HCNet commentary and, Hopefully we'll see, um, maybe even have a three-man commentary team for the iPay-per-views. Yeah, might. that could work, yeah. Yeah, that might work in future. Mm. Um, before we get into the specific matches, what did you guys think of the intro? I thought it was quite strange, you know, it didn't actually show any spots, any moves, or any wrestlers' faces. It was mainly, you know, their knees, putting on a knee pad, 
their wrist doing wrist tape. You know, I, I get the idea of what they are trying to do, but I don't feel like, you know, it's a, the right intro they need for this return to TV. The, the only thing I can think why they didn't have, like, moves or, or you know, um, people showing up is because obviously they won't have any, um, you know, re- recorded footage, so to speak. I mean, all the footage that they would have had would be from the HDNet show, and as far as I'm aware, they, they aren't allowed to use that anymore. They did show footage from the iPay-per-views, though, like in recap. So you think they yeah, would just use that? I'm not sure whether that would be, you know, the high quality enough. Or I mean, maybe they just want to go with a, an intro like that. I mean, as you said, I think it was a bit strange because, I mean, it didn't it didn't show anybody. I mean, it showed mm. it showed you know legs and arms, but you know we want people to, especially new fans, to get used to the wrestlers and get to know them. So to not have any of their faces on the intro. Was yeah, it was really strange. I mean, I, I quite like the music and the actual. The graphics, know, the graphics were yeah, the production. Yeah, the graphic good. was pretty good, but yeah, just not having any wrestlers was a yeah, a bit of a puzzling one. Yeah, it reminded me. It reminded me a bit of the uh, UFC intros to their pay per views, of how it just basically shows like the gladiators kind of suiting up to go to battle, and that's kind of what it mm. reminded me of. I think that's what they're going for. It just yeah. didn't come, come across as well as I think they'd hoped for. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, it's only a one-hour show, so there's only, in this event, they could only show, what, eight people in total? You know, they've got a big roster. It'd be great if they could show off that entire roster in the intro, like, new fans, they switch on the show. Oh, look, there's Charlie Haas in the intro. Oh, look, there's Shelton Benjamin. I know these guys. I'll watch this. But it it does feel a bit of a strange choice. You know, maybe they'll change it in the future. And the first match of the night saw Future Shock defeat the Bravados and a really, you know, I enjoyed this match. It was really fast-paced, really what you'd expect from these two guys. I felt the Bravados, you know, impressed again. I'm so starting to become a fan of theirs a little bit. What did you two guys think of this match? I liked it. It was uh, basically what you expected out of these two teams, and I think it was a good opener to the uh, series as a whole to get uh, people excited, I guess, that this is, like, Ring of Honor really focuses on tag team wrestling apart from the, like, the other two products that are on TV. And one of the things I really liked about it was the uh, be- before the match, you got like the comments from both teams like to yeah. kind of set up what's going to happen. And I wish they would do that like on the DVDs and iPay-per-views, but I guess being on the TV show is going to be good enough, I guess. So I, I-, I enjoyed it. Yeah, they do, they do sometimes put the, like, the promos before matches. I've noticed that they've been doing it on the latest DVDs a lot more. Um, yeah, in terms of the match, I thought it was... Yeah, I thought it was pretty pretty good match. I mean, I, I just others have said I, I like the way they focused on tag team wrestling for the first episode because you know Ring of Honor are always saying that they've got the best tag team division in the uh, you know in the world and um, other promotions you know particularly the mainstream ones don't really bother with uh, tag team wrestling. So yeah, it was nice to sort of show you know this is how we're different and uh, I like the way they started the the the, uh, the show with the two young tag teams as well. You know, really showed yeah. what Ring of Honor is all about. You know, mm. two young two young tag teams going at it. And yeah, I, I like, I like both teams. I mean, the bravados have come on leaps and bounds. I was watching a DVD last night from SoCal showdown two back in January. And you know, that they struggled to beat. um, I can't remember who it was now, but it was like a, a random tag team and, you know, they struggled to beat them. So yeah, they've, they've come so far in the last, you know, six to eight months. So, and yeah, and future shock, you know, they, they keep uh, putting on really good performances and, I'm uh, really interested to see how they've gone in their uh, tag title match. 
Yeah, and then before the main event started, there was a few promo packages. They recapped Best in the World. Um, Eddie Edwards did a quick promo as well. But there was also an interesting segment they did called Inside ROH, where they recapped the Code of Honor. And another thing they did in the tail of the tape before each match, they had like a yes or no column, whether the wrestler you know followed the Code of Honor. What do you guys think of you know the Code of Honor sort of taking more of a focus and coming back to the front? Yeah, I think that's you know it's good because I mean I think anything that sort of puts Ring of Honor you know uh, you know shows it out from the crowd I think that's you know it's positive and the Code of Honor definitely is is that um, I think maybe they should focus on it a bit more I mean in the first you know few years of Ring of Honor they really you know focused on that and um, maybe they've fallen away on on that bit but they seem to be focused on it a bit more now with the TV show and I think it's it's an easy way for people to see, you know, who, you know, who are heel and who are face for the, you know, maybe some of the younger viewers that are sort of, you know, not really uh, familiar with uh, some of the wrestlers. Yeah, I like the fact that they uh, are focusing more on the Code of Honor. Uh, it, it really helps to find for the new fans who to cheer for, who to boo, I guess. And like Jim Cornette said, the ones that don't follow the Code of Honor are kind of more unpopular. I think in the middle of the show, though, like all the recap packages did kind of drag the show down a little bit. Yeah. there's I didn't see the reason to uh, recap the tag team match twice. They, I think it would be much more effective to maybe just do that once and really kind of build up, have both teams comment on it. The ring, inside Ring of Honor was, is like a good idea. I'm not sure if it should be like an every week thing or just like a special occasion when they need to say something. But I think that, t- that time used for those video packages could have been used for another match just to build up somebody like a Tommaso Ciampa or something on the first show to show that this guy is the future of this or uh, is a future person we're wanting to push towards a title yeah I think it was a good like it's a good concept you know it gets the new fans up to speed on what Ring of Honor is all about but I didn't like Kevin Kelly like doing the introduction of it he just it was so obvious he was reading Cornette talking about the Code of Honor was great but Kevin Kelly's introduction to it was a bit iffy i wasn't really keen on him and i agree with what john said there was no need to recap best in the world twice i mean i understand doing it once you know it lets the fans who didn't see the pay-per-view know what happened you know know who the world champion is even though he wasn't there on the first show um but yeah i agree perhaps they could have got an extra match in without doing you know so many recaps and package video packages yeah, I, I agree with both of you there. I mean, I think that they could have spaced them out a bit a bit better as well because, I mean, you had the first match and then it was sort of kept waiting and waiting and waiting for the second one. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the inside ring of honor is a really good idea. I mean, uh, I don't know if they will make it a weekly thing. I think they will. I'm not really sure what they'll what they'll focus on every week. But, yeah, I really like the, uh, the focus on Jay Lethal as well because, I mean, obviously he's a name and a face that a lot of new fans will will recognise, and I like the way he uh, he talked up next week's uh, match against Al Generico, because I think the thing with the HDNet show was there wasn't much continuation from show to show. I mean, at the end, they'd show a little graphic saying, you know, next week's main event, but the, there wasn't really any hype for the matches, so there was nothing to draw you in. You know, why should I watch next week's show? when uh, the, I mean, the HDNet shows always always seemed like they were just random shows. They weren't in order. They were just, you know, they just put any show in at any time, and... I think it's a random group of matches, basically, is what it yeah, was. Yeah, I mean, basically, yeah. I mean, I know that they've they've had to do it this way with the taping so far in advance, and they, you know, they've had to do it in different orders and sort of crop them together. But I, I liked the way they did it. I didn't think that the matches were sort of you know split up. I mean, I know there was um, a commercial break in the the main event, but I don't think it really took anything away from the match because we saw the um, <clears throat> the main spot that happened when 
Shelton sort of jumped into the steel uh, ring post. So I think the production so far has been much improved. And yeah, the inside ring of honour, I think it'll be a weekly thing. And uh, yeah, I think it can really, uh, really help the uh, the new fans. I just hope that they don't overdo it with the packages because it's, you know, it's difficult when you've got a one hour show. When you take out the, the you know, the advertisements, you've got, what, 50 minutes at the most. And especially with the Ring of Honor style of product, I mean, the main event was about about 15 to 20 minutes, wasn't it? And, you know, that, that's the usual, you know, Ring of Honor, you know, time for a match. So it's hard to get, you know, two matches in. So I was, yeah, maybe they could have fit in a little little squash match with uh, with Champa. So, yeah, I mean, they can improve on things, but I, th- I think considering it's the first show, I think it was uh, very impressive. It's a definite improvement, you know, overall from the HDNet ones, definitely. Especially, as you said, for the first one. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think they've taken a lot of the criticism from that show and really improved on it. I mean, uh, they've obviously been listening to the fans. And uh, I, th- I think it's, it's you know, it's received lots of uh, lots of good reviews so far. Yeah, I, I understand the point of the video packages. I just wish there weren't so many of them. It seemed like they used a lot of time to not say very much when I think the time could have been used otherwise but I think the show was a is like a good foundation to build on for the future and then we got to the main event of the night which was for the ROH tag team titles as wrestling's greatest tag team defended against the kings of wrestling in what turned out to be the king's last match in ring of honor I thought this was a great match a great way for the kings to leave I would have liked them to have you know a proper send-off from ring of honor maybe on an iPay-per-view or something have one you know, last big tag team match before they went. But, you know, it was, it was still a great match and I think it was a great way to, to end the first show. What did you two guys think of it? Yeah, I, th- I think it was, uh, you know, a great match. Maybe it wasn't as good as their, their other matches, but obviously they had to cut it down a bit for uh, for TV. And But, I mean, I think it's probably the best wrestling match you'll see on, uh, you know, on TV this week, definitely. And I think it really showed the, uh, you know, the the, um, the good good bits about both teams. And uh, yeah, I agree that they, that, you know, I, I don't know why they haven't had a send off because I mean, even for someone like Tyler Black, that really didn't get a send off, but they kept referencing to, you know, he's going to be leaving soon, and they did the whole thing where he was going to like threatening to take the belt with him and stuff. But um, yeah, I, th- I think it's a bit strange that they haven't uh, been given anything. But um, yeah, I was pleased to see um, wrestling great, you know, wrestling's greatest tag team uh, put on a good show. But uh, I'm not really sure about Kevin Kelly calling their. Um, their finisher, the you know wrestling's greatest finishing move. It's a bit cheesy, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think he definitely just made that one up on the spot. But um, yeah, I think they need a new name for that. But apart from that, I thought it was yeah, I thought it was really good. Yeah, I thought it was a good main event. Uh, having a team like the wrestling's greatest tag team in the main event would really, I think, help draw in fans who've never seen their product before, who recognize them from the WWE. Yeah, I think it was a fitting way to send the Kings of Wrestling off because how they've been feuding with the with the wrestling's greatest tag team for the better part of the last actually over the past year uh, being like the one team they've really been going at it with and i think it was the right team to send them off with i just wish they did have a proper send off like a like on an i pay-per-view like you said kind of how not not to the extent of like how nigel or uh, brian danielson did at what was it glory by honor 8 but yeah well they're both they wrestled each other, didn't they? And that was sort of a joint send-off, wasn't it? Yeah, maybe have them. Maybe have had Castagnoli and Hero wrestle each other at Death Before Dishonor as like kind of like a farewell, like thank you match kind of thing. But I agree, there should have been something more than just like, well, they lost the match, see you later kind of thing. 
And then after the match, we saw a graphic, you know, hyping up next week's main event this Saturday, which is El Generico defending the TV title against Jay Lethal. Um, if you watch the iPay-Per-View, you probably know the result of this one. And we discussed, you know, the Ring of Honor's reasoning for that last week. Um, so overall, you know, I thought it was a pretty good show. The production was great. The only negative I'd have to say about the, on the production side is perhaps the lighting. Um, around the outside of the ring, mainly, you know, when they did some outside spots, it was way too dark. You couldn't really see what was going on. It just looked like, I think at one point, Charlie Haas was just punching into darkness and nothing nothing was there. <laughs> um, but, you know, overall, I think it was good. To, what was your, like, overall thoughts in general, you know, the production and stuff? Yeah, I completely agree with the light. And I think, especially on the outside, I think, yeah, Chris Hero sort of went towards the entrance of it and he sort of disappeared and then looked like John Hart was sort of grabbing thin air and it was just like what um I understand why they've done that I mean I, I suppose they want to show it's basically all about making Ring of Honor you know stand out from the crowd but uh, I think that's sort of like underground like grunge lock I think that sometimes could maybe work against you and maybe people you know won't regard you as you know sort of a mainstream promotion yeah, I thought the the crowd looked really good, and the the arena looked good as well. I thought. I mean, it looked packed, and the the crowd looked like they were making you know lots of noise. And I know it was, um, you know, the actual show was sort of billed as sort of like a, you know just another show. It wasn't just you know TV taping. So, and um, I think that, that was another thing that they improved over the uh, HGNet show. I thought the crowd for the HGNet show always seemed a bit lifeless, and I think they knew that they were just sort of you know it's, you know these are TV tapings and. Maybe you won't get as excited for those as you would for you know a normal show or an iPay per view. So yeah, I think the fans really played their their part, and that's another thing that Ring of Honor can sort of show um, you know that are different to other promotions because they you know the fans are so passionate about the product. Yeah, I thought the fans were great, uh, but like the uh, lighting, like y'all said, it was kind of dark on the outside. But the uh, I don't think the uh, what the Frontier Fieldhouse is really set up to be a place to tape television and make it look really good. I think when they tape this Saturday in Louisville, it's going to look a whole lot better on TV because that's actually set up to be filmed in. And I just think that it's going to be improved at the next set of tapings, like overall look better. But like I said earlier, I think this is a really good foundation to build on. And I think given a, maybe this next taping is going to be drastically improved and it's going to be a whole lot better product. Um. One interesting note to point out was that the show was actually rated TVPG and a swear word was bleeped out. Um, I don't know what you guys think of this because obviously WWE get a lot of hate for being PG, but then you have the opposite end of the spectrum where TNA just swears for the sake of saying we're not PG. Do you think it's going to affect Ring of Honor at all? I, I don't think it affected this episode. I, mean, I know that they bleeped out the swear word, but you know I don't think that really matters. No. I, th- I think I don't know if there will be any matches down the line where that you know sort of they go with uh, like a, a street fight or something because I mean I just don't know how how wrestling can be PG if I'm honest how can two men fighting each other be PG mm. I mean I, I know it's fake fighting and what people will say but at the end of the day I mean especially in Ring of Honor it's made to look so you know so realistic that you know in all honesty I don't think little kids should be watching any type of wrestling um, so. I don't think it will affect the, the product. I mean, I don't know if that will be a, a constant thing, whether the whole sort of series will be PG or whether certain episodes might be a different classification. I'm not really sure how it works uh, in the US with that sort of thing. But, yeah, I, I think if you if you hadn't seen it was PG, I don't think you'd have said, oh, you know, why did they swear, you know, why did they bleep out the swear word and stuff yeah. like that. So, yeah, I don't think it really affected uh, 
anything. Yeah, I don't yeah. think the PG grade really is going to affect it one way or the other. No, I don't. I mean, I can't see them doing street fights and hardcore matches on free TV anyway. They're going to, you know, save those for the eye pay per views to draw in the money. Well, but, yeah, I think that's the, the one of the main reasons for the TV show is to try and get into new markets and uh, yeah. sort of entice people to go and watch the uh, live events and the eye pay per views. So. Yeah, I mean, I think people moan about WWE so much because they take it to such an extreme. I mean, mm, people can't believe if the they kids. do, we're yeah. gonna, you know, we're gonna rush out someone with a towel, and it's just, it's just ridiculous. I mean, yeah, you can, you can be PG and you know, just be sensible with it. Mm. Now, before we move on to the latest news from Ring of Honor, we'd just like to recap, you know, how the TV show is available. Um, you can watch it on various channels across the United States. We've got a full list of those. Um, on our website and then there's two options available for the rest of the world uh, one is a premium subscription to the official ring of honor website which i believe costs about eight dollars a month uh, this gives you access to the tv show on the monday following its airing in america however if you want to get it for free then wait till the thursday to watch it for free on the website um, what do you guys think of this choice you know to alienate fans a little bit by making them pay to watch it on the monday well, I actually subscribed to the uh, Ringside membership because uh, to watch to watch the TV episode on the Monday, and I think it's kind of kind of dumb to be honest, but it's just not it's not just uh, getting the TV show on the Monday that made me want to get it. It's all the extra stuff that you get yeah. along with. You get like the complete DVDs like out of stock. You get like right now they're showing Supercard of Honor two and Driven, and you get. They have DVDs from last year, such as Allied Forces, DVDs from earlier this year, like Champions vs. All-Stars. You, there's just so much cool stuff like to watch, like exclusive videos to watch by being a ringside member that I think uh, it's, worth, it's worth the price. But if you're just going to get it just to watch the TV show on the Monday, I think it wouldn't really be worth it. Yeah, I think if you take all of what you get into account, it's, it's you know it's a pretty good deal. I mean, it's sixty dollars a year, which isn't. I know if you do the year one as well, you get a free uh, t-shirt as well. But I think that the problem was that that the way they've advertised it is sort of, you know, you have to buy, the, you know, you have to buy the membership to watch the TV show on Monday. They've sort of that's been their main marketing point is that you know you get membership and you get the TV show. It should have been you get the membership and you get you know all of this stuff. I mean, I know they have mentioned it, but it's sort of been, uh, you know, back, you know, sort of taking a, a back seat to the, the TV show. And I think that that's where fans have been a bit, you know, should we be paying for a TV, uh, you know, free TV show that we can, you know, watch on the Thursday for free. I mean, I know people want to watch it as soon as, as possible, but um, yeah, when you take into account what you get, it's, you know, it's a pretty good deal. I mean, I know that they're doing a, a podcast as well. And, you know, certain websites don't charge a podcast, and uh, <laughs> I'm not going to comment anymore. <laughs> I'm not going to comment anymore on that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it is a good deal because you get discounts on the iPay per view, you get like discounts on the store. But I think you know they should definitely have that for the hardcore Ring of Honor fans. But I think it alienates a lot of people because the focus of this TV show should really be to expand the Ring of Honor market. You know, make it available to as many people as they can. And by making, you know, pay to watch it two days later than when it's aired on TV, you know, they should have perhaps just made it, you know, available for everyone on Monday. Get as many people yeah. in the world as possible watching it. It seems like a bit of a strange move to me, a bit of a, you know, just a cheap cash-in on the hype of the TV show. Yeah, I don't know why they haven't got a quicker turnaround on it. I mean, 
if it's shown on the, the I mean, I know it's shown on on the Sunday in some markets as well. But I, don't, I read that a uh, like Sinclair Broadcast Group said they can't air it until like all the uh, yeah. Yeah, because I think a lot of people just think it's on the Saturday, but obviously in some markets it's on the Sunday evening as well. So I think that's why it's on a Monday. Yeah. I mean, I think it'd be better if it was a bit quicker, but obviously if Sinclair have said that they can't do that, then obviously, you know, they've they've got no uh, choice of that. I think the thing you say about alienating fans is, I mean, I think with the, I, don't, I mean, I should imagine everyone looks at the Ring of Honor Twitter feed. I think a lot of new Ring of Honor fans, I don't know if they're all new, but they all seem a bit confused. Yeah, confused. I mean, I, I know a lot of them probably aren't the brightest people. <laughs> I'm <allowed> to say <laughs> that. No, you know, no, no, I'm not. No offense to them, but yeah, I mean, it, it can be because I mean they they've been really you know sketchy on the details up until now. I mean, even yeah. now with the with the membership, it's all you get. You know, you, you get discount on the iPay per view. You know what discount? Yeah, you don't. Uh, yeah, they, they didn't even. Yeah, yeah, they didn't even say when it was going to be aired until like the Friday before the first show. Yeah, it's because I think they needed to be, you know, more clear on everything and have it in order, so that that would have saved a lot of the confusion. Yeah, I yeah, mean, go on. I would uh, think they would have had the TV show on the on the website for free with advertisements in it to everybody on the Monday, and then maybe at the end say, if you want to become a Ringside member, it's this month, this much a month, and this is what you get in addition to having the TV show on Monday. I think they kind of went about advertising it wrong. Yeah. In my opinion, I don't think anybody's going to buy the membership just for the TV show. I mean, no. I think if you were going to buy the membership, you'd buy it for the extras you get, for the free T-shirt and for the all the DVDs you can watch and stuff like that. You're not going to go, oh, I'm just going to yeah. spend $60 here just so I can watch a TV show three days earlier than everybody else. I mean, mm. it's, well, it's, when, when it's, I first it's, saw it, yeah, maybe I'm just an idiot, but when I first saw it, I thought that's what they were saying, though, is subscribe and you get the tv show and i was like and i was just really mad about that because i just felt like i was going to get cheated out of my money to see did it you early. Tweet to ring of honor did you were you one of these people <laughs> no I, 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 didn't talk, I didn't talk to him no I, I ended up just like sitting there for a minute just i was like this is stupid but then i ended up seeing you get all this other extra really mm. cool stuff so that's why yeah. yeah i think that was the problem that they sort of marketed it as yeah you you pay and you get the tv show not you pay and you get all these extras you get free dvds you get well, you don't get free DVDs, but you can watch them, you know, streamed on your computer. I mean, yeah, that, that, I think they went about it the wrong way. I mean, and you know, wrestling fans are easily confused. So yeah, they probably they probably didn't do it as well as they they uh, could and should have. And just yeah. think, like, right now with the shows they have on there, if you subscribe to the Ringside membership, the, the they have four or five DVDs on there right now. And if you just watch them like this, you already get your money's worth then more based on the fact that how much the DVDs originally cost. And you can watch yeah. these as many times as yeah. you want. So I think it overall is a good good idea. They just went about the wrong way of marketing it, I guess. Yeah, I agree with what Steven said earlier about them announcing this stuff way too late. Because as soon as they announced the return to TV, they said, you know, it'll be available on the website. And that was it. We got like one sentence all yeah. these months up until, as Stephen said, the <laughs> Friday before, which was, you know, and I, I did say to Stephen before it aired, like, I'm pretty sure I saw a premium website read somewhere, and I, I started, like, thinking that maybe you do have to pay, and it turns out, you know, if you do, and you do in some cases. So I think, you know, they have marketed and announced this wrong, but I think over time, you know, people will think, understand, you know, how, how the system works, and they'll see the benefits of the membership and possibly sign up as well. Yeah, I think there was, there was just a big... Like lack of interaction between the fans. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I should imagine Ring of Honor just didn't know. I mean, I don't know why they didn't know whether... You, know, you think they'd have had some plans, you know? Yeah, I mean, especially for a launch of a new TV show. I mean, and then, yeah, yeah I mean, I found out about the premium website from them tweeting to somebody else. They, there was no announcement. It was just them saying it to somebody. I mean, they should be letting, you know, keep updating fans, you know, we're planning this, we're planning that, you know, we're, you know there's going to be a membership, you can get all this stuff rather than... Yeah, like, a, like until a, at least like a weekly update of what's going on, like what they're doing. Yeah. yeah, and and then they you know they announce it two days before, and then they you know they get annoyed when people ask questions. It's just a bit, you know, if you you could have avoided all that by uh, you know interacting with the fans more. Yeah, definitely. Okay, and that wraps up our discussion of Ring of Honor's return to TV. As we said, you know the next episode airs this Saturday, so next week we'll be sure to do a recap of that as well. Uh, Now we're going to talk about the latest Ring of Honor news from the past week. The first piece is that three matches have have been announced for the TV tapings this Saturday in Louisville, Kentucky. The first match is going to be Jay Lethal defending the TV title against Mike Bennett. Um, What are your expectations for this match? I know Mike Bennett isn't the most popular guy in Ring of Honor. No, he isn't. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Hopefully he's there with that brutal bar. Yeah, definitely. As we said last week. (laughs) Yeah, if you didn't listen to episode one, then... You probably wouldn't understand that, but um, yeah, I mean, uh, these two faced off at uh, Best in the World, didn't they, when uh, Jelly Lethal made his return? Oh, yeah, yeah. It was a lot built of, like, you know, the, the match of the sports entertainer sort of thing. Um, I, I think it'll be a, a decent match. I mean, obviously, I think Lethal will retain because, you know, he's, he's just been given the title. Mm. Or, or should I not say that because people might not realise that he's won the title? Sorry yet. for the spoilers there, but All right. <laughs> Ring of Honor already spoilt it by announcing this match, really. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't agree with them taking the the belt off Generico so so quickly. Yeah, and, yeah, without even was, being that, on TV with the TV title. Yeah, and that was his first defense. And I mean, I think Generico could really be, you know, marketed as one of Ring of Honor's, you know, top stars just because he hasn't got the the look, so to speak. I mean, he's probably the you know the biggest baby face in Ring of Honor. Crowd love him, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, you wouldn't think so. I mean, you look at him and you think a crowd like Ring of Honor wouldn't necessarily, you know, be behind that sort of character. But it's just because you know. When he's in the ring, he's just brilliant. Yeah. So, yeah, I was disappointed that they took the belt off Generico, but obviously Lethal's, you know, he's a big name. And to be fair to him, you know, he's, he's really good. So hopefully he can get a good match out of, uh, of Bennett. And Because um, I think the TV title sort of, it, it never really got going. I mean, I know mm. they, they introduced it during the, sort of towards the end of the HDNet era. Um, yeah, I mean, Edwards sort of defend it now and again but it just sort of seemed like random matches that they put together there wasn't really any sort of storyline behind any of it so it was just yeah a bit of a, a random match and then obviously Daniels got it and he didn't really defend it that much because they had the whole you know because obviously they went off HD now so they didn't have a TV show and you can't really have a TV title without you know without a TV show so they put it on you know sort of hiatus and then they brought it back again and yeah, uh, you know, disappointed that Generico lost it because I mean they made such a big deal out of him winning it because it was his first singles title in Ring of Honor and you know after the whole Kevin Steen thing, and then just sort of, you know, it was, I think I just feel sorry for him because I mean he's worked so hard and he gets it, and then the first TV you know first TV taping, he just goes and loses it you know in his first defense. So yeah, I mean, not very happy about that, but yeah, lethal against Bennett. Hopefully they. Uh, you know, start adding some more prestige to the TV title, so it you know really becomes a secondary title in uh, in Ring of Honor. Yeah, if I remember correctly, uh, wasn't the uh, Bennett Lethal match that was a pretty decent match from what I remember? So hopefully, yeah, yeah, I think it was pretty good. Yeah, 
So hopefully we get another at least okay match from them. Yeah, I'm pretty. I mean, Lethal is great, so I'm pretty sure, as Stephen said, he'll get a decent match out of Bennett once again. Um, back to Stephen. Like, Go on. But I actually kind of like Bennett. He's just something different on this show, and it's mm. not, I'm not. It's. I'm not He's sure what here. it is. But he just seems to have like some kind of star power about him, and I would kind of wouldn't be opposed to them actually building the uh, TV show, like not really around him, but having him as like a major player on the show. And I don't think he should win the TV title, but he should have a pretty decent amount of focus because I think he just has the look that I want him, that makes people want to watch what he does. Yeah, but as Stephen yeah. said last week, definitely drop Brutal Bob. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah he's, I mean, he's definitely grown on me. I mean, a couple of months ago, I'd have said, you know, that, why is he still here? But yeah, I think, I mean, he gets lots of heat. I mean, I know that, that it, maybe not all of it is, you know, I've said it before, like, genuine heat. A lot of it is probably X-Pac heat. But I th- yeah, I, th- I think his gimmick is quite, you know, a clever one. Cause, I mean, it's, it's true, really. I mean, he's, you know, a sports entertainer, Ring of Honor fans, you know, stereotypically don't want to see that sort of wrestling. But he, he's definitely getting better. His matches have, have improved a lot. Mm. I mean, I, I think if he gets rid, rid of Brutal Bob, he'll... And yeah, I mean, if you put the focus around him, sort of for the TV title, that him and Lethal having like a you know sort of program for the TV title would be be pretty good. And I think he's definitely a, you know a TV type of wrestler. I mean, I think unlike it's hard to build that sort you know that sort of character when you've you've just got live events and live pay per views because he really yeah. needs to be getting you know he needs to be getting wins. So mm-hmm. maybe you might you know might see him getting a few uh, squash wins on TV soon, and you know that that could uh, help his credibility a bit. The second match announced for the tapings in Louisville is Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team versus Caprice Coleman and Cedric Alexander. What do you guys think and expect from this match? I uh, was impressed by Coleman and Alexander when I when I was watching, uh, what was it, Champions vs. All-Stars and Only the Strong Survive from earlier this year. I haven't seen their match where they team together, but I think their styles would mesh well as a, as a tag team, and I guess it has since they're being invited back. But... Yeah, this shouldn't be anything other than the squash for Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team, just to have them on the show. Yeah, I, I saw their their match where they tagged. It was at, um, at No Escape, where they faced off against the, the House of Truth. I think it was Algin and I think it was Chase Owens. He was um, sort of you know trying out for the House of Truth. And um, that review can be seen on ringofhonorworld.com, by the way. Nice plug. <laughs> Thank you. Nice segue there. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I think they're a, you know they're a decent team. I mean, I know Alexander's sort of tagged with other people in the past, and that they've sort of both made sporadic appearances when uh, Ring of Honor's gone to the um, gone to the West. So yeah, I mean, I, th- I think it'll be you know I don't think it'll be a squash, but I think it'll be you know, a dominating win for Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team. But it's you know it's a new team for them to face. I think the uh, that you know their styles will mesh quite well because. I think they're sort of similar sort of, sort of tag teams. They're both, uh, well, especially uh, Benjamin, is uh, quite high flying, and I was quite impressed with with Charlie Hart. Actually, he was, you know, sort of bringing out the, uh, the Hurricane Runners and stuff like that. So he's still got it for someone who's, uh, you know, 39 years old. So um, yeah, yeah, it should be a, a decent tag uh, match, and I like the way they're, you know, they're going to be building up Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team um, on TV a lot, and I hope they do that the, the same sort of thing with uh, the All Night Express as well, because then. That tag team match um, for the uh, you know eventually hopefully when they get the tag title match it'll really you know be two teams with so much momentum behind it that it'll be uh, really um, really look forward to. Yeah, that's one of the things I thought 
one of the one things I thought the HDNet show did really good was a couple years ago, the American Wolves versus Dean and Generico feud was really built up well on the HDNet show. And it had that uh, blow off uh, ladder war at Glory by Honor. And I just thought it was built up perfectly on the show. And I just like to see this show, the uh, Sinclair show, uh, kind of build up towards pay-per-views as well, like like uh, Glory by Honor was a few years ago. Yeah, the HDNet show did do that quite well. I remember one of the... I can't remember what um, I paid for it was now, but it was the um, the Kings and Shane Hagedorn against the Briscoes and Papa Briscoe. That was a that, final battle. Yeah, final, yeah, of course, final battle. Um, yeah, I know HGNet sort of hyped that on the uh, the show quite a lot, and I think that helped it as well. And that, that matchup turned out to be quite pretty good, because on the face of it, it was a bit like, oh, you know, Papa Briscoe is going to be in it, and Shane Hagedorn is going to be a bit... But yeah, yeah, I mean, hopefully the, uh, the Sinclair show can sort of tie in with the uh, the iPad views and the live shows and sort of help uh, promote them as well. Yeah, I mean, this match, like this, the second match announced for the tapings, should be decent, but in my opinion, it seems like a strange choice to have on TV. I mean, I'd rather see, you know, Charlie House and Benjamin face the Briscoes or Future Shock or, or Night Express. I mean, there's much more well-established, well-known, maybe even better, some might say teams in Ring of Honor that, they could face. I mean, if this is only going to be their their one match for these TB tapings, their one appearance for the three weeks, I'd much rather see them face a much more well-established team. What do you guys think? I think, I think the problem that Ring of Honor have got is because quite a few fans will be sort of tuning in for this, you know, the first time. They've probably got no idea who's, you know, who's at the top and who's just making, you know, random appearances. So to have if you heard wrestling's greatest tag team against the Briscoes and wrestling's greatest tag team went over, people might think, you know, oh, the Briscoe brothers aren't up to much and really, you know, they're six-time mm. tag team, you know, champions. So they've, they've yeah. got to sort of build up. They've sort of, you know, it's sort of a clean slate, really. They've got to build up everyone again sort of thing. So they can't go squashing people that, you know, that they want to be up there. So, yeah, I know what you mean. Maybe, you know, it hasn't got sort of the star power, uh, you know, wrestling's greatest tag team versus Briscoe's uh, matches got, but... Yeah, it's sort of they have to be quite careful with it, and I think they're playing it uh, quite well so far. Mm, yeah, that, they, that's a good point. Yeah, they had to establish, I guess, the Briscoes and all the other teams for the television audience. But in the first episode, they had the Briscoes cut the promo on Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team, so it wouldn't surprise me to see the Briscoes somehow get involved. Ah, uh, yeah. With this match in some way, whether it be a run-in or a post-match, like beat down or something, but it wouldn't surprise me to see them somehow involved with Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team on this one. Yeah, because the, the Briscoes are sort of in no man's land now. I mean, they've sort of, you think they'd, they'd be finished with the All Night Express now, and then you've sort of got the Young Bucks, Bravados, and Future Shock sort of, you, you know, sort of combined together. So then you've got the Briscoes are sort of there, not really doing much. I mean, they've just come off, you know, a loss in a big feud. So, you, you just think, you know, where are they going to go from here? So maybe they will get, you know, involved in, uh, you know, with the wrestling's great tag team. And the third and final match announced for the tapings on Saturday are the Young Bucks taking on the Bravados, which should be another great fast-paced match between these teams. Um, what do you guys expect from this match? Yeah, I mean, I've, we've spoken quite a bit about uh, the Bravados so far. They've yeah. uh, in their three, three-way match um, at Death Before Dishonor. You know, all three teams have really good chemistry with each other, so this this match should be, you know, really good. Um, I, I'm not sure whether what they'll do with the, you know, with the finish, because obviously the providers already lost once on, on TV now, so making them lose again might sort of kill their momentum a bit with the, 
with the new uh, TV deal. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they do that. Um, I'm glad to see that the young bucks seem to like you know seem to be back for good. So uh, yeah, that, that's good. Yeah, I'm excited for this match. I just think it's going to be a fun, high flying match, and I'm not too worried about like the bravado <coughs> about the bravados losing like any kind of momentum because well because they're going against the young bucks who are one of the better tag teams out there. So and it's been a pretty decently built angle between them, the. Uh, Future Shock and the Young Bucks, so I don't know, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I think this match might be sort of geared towards fans of uh, sort of fans of Tina that have, have left or have lost interest because I know when uh, the Bucks were Generation Me, they had you know some really good matches with uh, the Motor City Machine Guns. I'm not saying you know the providers are as good as the Machine Guns, but uh, you know they're, they're sort of it'll be a high flying match, a quick match, and it'll really be uh, a good advertisement for the uh, for the Ring Runner Tag Division and. Um, mm. Yeah, I think it's you know a typical sort of ring around a TV match. It'll be quick. It'll be you know lots of action, and hopefully you know that they're the sort of matches that the the show will be based around. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it. You know, it should should be good, definitely. Um, Ring of Honor also announced for the Louisville tapings this Saturday that Mike Mondo has signed for the show, and we don't know who he's facing yet. But what do you guys think of this? Do you think it'll be any good? Um, who who would you like to see him face? Um, I, I, you know, Mike Mondo isn't you know a name that many Ring of Honor fans will be familiar with. He's sort of had bit parts um, in Ring of Honor before. I know he was another that sort of um, trialed with the House of Truth, but ultimately wasn't good enough. He's, he he um, he featured a few times on the HD Net show towards the end as well. Um, he's actually he's actually pretty good for um, you know for a guy who's come out of uh, WWE. I mean, he was. He, I think he was Mikey in the, the you know the Spirit Squad. What a great angle that was! <laughs> um, yeah, so I know he used to get lots of chance for like Spirit Squad where, uh, in Ring of Honor. So um, yeah, I mean, I should imagine he's just there to sort of put somebody over. I'm not sure who. I was thinking maybe Mike Bennett, but obviously he's facing Lethal. So maybe, maybe Champa just... or someone like Mike yeah, maybe something like, or maybe someone like Generico or something because. Um, I should imagine he'll come in as a heel because he normally works as a heel in Ring of Honor. So, yeah, maybe someone like you know like Generico just to give him a bit of momentum, really. And the next bit of Ring of Honor news from this week is that Davy Richards will be defending the ROH World Title at Glory Barona 10. They haven't announced who it's going to be against, but when you look at the roster and you consider the fact that Eddie Edwards won the Ringmasters Challenge last month, you're going to assume it's going to be against Eddie Edwards once again. Um, what do you guys think of this match? Um, yeah, I think it has to be Eddie Edwards, doesn't it? I mean, you look at the roster and there, there really isn't anybody else that you think that could be a, a credible title contender, really. Um, I mean, you, I suppose you have Roderick Strong, but you know he's, he's had his rematch and he's sort of on a losing streak at the moment. So, um, I mean, I think Eddie uh, against Davey is always special, but I think they're going to struggle to get people you know, really sort of into the match because you know we, we had it at best in the world and... I don't think they can top that, yeah. No, how did you beat that sort of match? I mean, it was just so emotional at the end as well. And I think everyone sort of knows that Dave is going to be champion for some some time. So um, maybe they might bring in someone from outside, like a, a guest appearance like they used to. I mean, they haven't done that for a while. So, yeah, maybe they could do that to sort of freshen it up a bit because they're definitely lacking sort of, um, you know, a main event caliber names at the moment. Yeah, I agree. It's got to be Eddie. There's really nobody else who is in the title picture right now which is a lot different than what it used to be. It used to be you'd always have five, six, seven guys at any time could compete 
and possibly win the title. And right now, you just don't have that. And I think that this year's Survival of the Fittest tournament is really going to help build up a lot of people to be credible title contenders. But as of right now, the only person that I could see challenging for the title is Eddie Edwards. I mean, you have people right there on the brink of being there, but just not there yet. So as of right now, the only person I could see challenging for the title is Eddie Edwards. I think, I think that's the main difference between sort of like the, the Gabe era and the Adam Pearce era and the, the new sort of Delirious era is that I think the the lower card has, has really improved. I mean, I think a lot of like the Gabe shows, the, the sort of first few matches were always a bit, you know, should I just watch this from the sort of halfway mark? I think they've definitely improved the, you know, the, the lower card, the, uh, you know, the undercard wrestlers. But yeah, as you say, the, I mean, you used to have like the, you know, the pick six and literally all six guys, you know, could, you know, if you throw them in a yeah. title match, they could all put on a good match. But yeah, you look now and it's just sort of, if you don't go there, do you, and you don't bring someone else in, it's, I mean, who do you go with? There just really isn't anybody there unless well, Grizzly Redwood gets a shot. Yeah, the, uh, the obligatory <laughs> Jay Briscoe title shot. I mean, he always seems to get random title matches. Yeah, yeah Jay Briscoe's quite good as a singles wrestler. I think he's better than Mark. So yeah, that that is that's an option. But then would people really get behind that? I'm, I'm not yes. sure doesn't seem like a big time match yeah it's sort of it just seems like a, a match that's been thrown together but yeah that, that i suppose that is an option yeah jay briscoe is, is an option yeah next bit of ring of honor news this week is that the final battle i pay-per-view is moving from saturday uh, december 17th through friday the 23rd um ring of honor say this is to do with a venue um difference with some sort of arena uh double booking or something i'm not too sure exactly but some people are speculating it's they moved it due to the WWE Super Show that's taking place also in New York on the 17th. So, you know, it does sort of make sense. It's all like a smart move to not try and compete directly with the show. Um, what do you think of this move? Yeah, I think it's sort of a forced move, really. I mean, as, I mean, I suppose Ring of Honor fans and WWE fans maybe what don't cross over that much. But, I mean, even if you've got like 10, 15 fans that are going to, you know think oh i'd rather go to WWE event on the same day then you know that's 10 to 15 people that you could have had in um so yeah i think it was a clever thing to do to move i mean i think it is because of the WWE event um uh, and personally i think it's it's good that they've moved it to the uh, hammerstein ballroom because i always prefer that um that arena to the manhattan uh, manhattan center so i think you know it's you know every cloud is a silver lining sort of thing so yeah that's that's the good news yeah, the best part is to me that they said all future New York events will take place in the Hammerstein Ballroom. So, I mean, I, I like the Hammerstein Ballroom better than Manhattan Center as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's 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 good news. Okay, and the final bit of news for this week is that Ring of Honor have finally updated their website with a completely complete redesign. They've got new features, as we discussed earlier, like the premium subscription. They've got a brand new roster page, and they've finally got their new Ring of Honor logo. You know, it looks a lot better than it did before. What do you guys think of the website? Yeah, I mean, that finally they've they've got the website up and uh, running. I think again that they could have, you know, done it a bit quicker. I mean, I think it was. Uh, you know, put up about th- Thursday, maybe Friday, it was, you know, properly working. It was basically put up there for the, you know, the new TV show, which was on Saturday. So I think they could have done that a bit quicker. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I definitely like the design. I like the roster page. I think it just looks a lot more professional than, than the old one. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you, you know, the, I see the forums missing, which is a bit disappointing. It's strange, yeah, very strange there's no forum. Cause... I mean, I know it's it's been down since Steen sort of, you know, hacked it, so to speak, um, with that video. Um 
And yeah, maybe they've they've been told by Sinclair sort of to get rid of the forum because you know they probably want it to be uh, sort of monitored twenty four seven. And obviously, it's hard to do that if you've you know got got someone who's willing to do that, and it's hard mm. to find someone. So yeah, I think Sinclair probably have come in and said you know um, we prefer you not to have that, and that's disappointing because a lot of fans you know went on there and a lot of fans used it. So maybe you know that's something that Ring of Honor World could sort of uh, look into uh, to, to get him back. I mean, yeah, definitely. If if the fans of the website, if you'd like a forum, just send us an email or a tweet and tell us what you'd like to see on there because the Ring of Honor forum was, you know, really popular. But I think what Stephen predicts is probably right. The SBG, you know, they'd want a heavily monitored forum. So it probably make, they had to remove it. They had no other option. I mean, you registered, I think it was a few months ago, and um, they never validated your account or something? Yeah, I registered oh, probably about six months ago now, and then after a couple of months, I mean, I was told that they take quite a while. After a couple of months, I thought, hmm, this is a bit strange, so I contacted them again, and they said, oh, actually, last week we stopped validating accounts, and if you haven't got you know, a validated account now, you won't be able to access the forum because we've stopped sort of validating them now, which I thought was a bit strange. I thought that maybe they'd stop validating them for a while and then accept them again, but it seems that, that maybe that they had plans to sort of get rid of it all along, so... And the you know the whole Steam video was sort of you know a, a good way of sort of tying in with storylines and getting rid of it at the same time. So yeah, I think they've been forced to do it, which is a shame. But what can you do, I suppose? Yeah, I mean when you combine the fact that you know they weren't validating accounts and now they've updated the website and there's just no button for it or link or anything, it it doesn't look likely that it's going to be returned. But you know, watch this space. Maybe Ring of Honor World will have our own forum in the future. And that concludes the news section of the podcast this week. Uh, We're going to round off the show by talking about some user topics that have been suggested by our followers on Twitter. We sent a tweet out, you know, asking for suggestions of topics for us to talk about. And I believe Stephen's got a list of those. I'm going to run through each of them now. Yeah, I mean, not all of these have been sent in uh, via our Twitter page, which is at ROH underscore world. You can uh, send us your um, topics you want us to discuss for the next uh, upcoming ROH uh, cast. So uh, the first one we've got is at Hull Kirkin Show, who says, how much do you think the departure of Claudio Castagnoli and possibly Chris Hero will affect the company going forward? Harry, what do you think about that one? Uh, I think it's definitely Chris Hero because he's not on the roster page, which, you know, lead you to think he's gone as well. But... I mean, it's definitely a, an important time for Ring of Honor right now with the TV show coming back, and it, it is a huge loss for such a great team to be leaving. I mean, they, not only are they great t- tag team wrestlers, they can do great one-on-one singles matches too. Um, but as John said last week, you know, the Young Bucks have just returned as well, which does soften the blow a bit, and they've got a great tag team division already. So, you know, it does definitely hurt Ring of Honor, but they'll definitely cope without them. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it hurts the tag team division a little bit, but with the return of the Young Bucks, it kind of softens the blow. But I really think it kind of really hurts the uh, singles division more because you could always rely on Chris here and Claudio Castagnoli to provide good singles matches in the mid-card, upper mid-card, or even get their title matches were always really good as well. They're always like perennial title contenders, not only as tag team wrestlers, but as singles wrestlers as well. And I think them leaving really hurts the... Uh, the depth of the roster more as singles wrestlers than it does as a tag team. Yeah, I think definitely with um, Chris Hero. I mean, I think I had him down as my uh, sort of next world champion sort of thing. So, yeah, and as you said, you could always rely on them to sort of supply, uh, you know, good matches. So, 
I think they will, uh, you know, they, they will miss them on the singles front more than the tag team front, really, which is surprising. Right, the next one we've got is from at CG Stong, which says, <laughs> <laughs> it's a good name, isn't it? It's brilliant, yeah. <laughs> um, Eddie Edwards has just, well, he's going to debut in Chicago. What do we think of that? And what could the embassy do to take over Ring of Honor? I mean, I'm not sure if you two are familiar with Chicago. I mean, I'm, no, I've never watched it. So I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say I'm particularly a fan. I've seen a couple of their shows. They're sort of more based around the comedy aspect of wrestling, the sort of, you know, quite cartoony. So, yeah, I think it's quite surprising that Eddie Edwards is, is going to debut there. I mean, he's not a stereotypical sort of, you know, Chicago guy. I mean, I don't know if they'll give him a new gimmick. I mean, that, that might be interesting. But I think, you know, it will help Edwards, you know, get his sort of, you know, charisma, uh, you know, charisma over the crowd. And that can only uh, sort of benefit uh, when he comes back to Ring of Honor. Yeah, there are a lot of actually really talented wrestlers in Chicago, despite like the over-the-top gimmicks and whatnot. And there are a lot of people there I'd actually like to see, really see him wrestle, like Mike Quackenbush and like Hollow Wicked and possibly somebody like Johnny Gargano. There's a lot of interesting matchups. I don't think they'd give him a new gimmick. they just let him go in there and kind of like, I guess, showcase himself as a really good wrestler and kind of be like a special attraction to try to uh, garner more people to come to their event and buy the DVDs. So uh, it, it, it's intriguing, I'll say that. And the second part of that one was, uh, what could the embassy do to take over Ring of Honor? Um I think they've got uh, quite a bit of a, a way to go to uh, take over Ring of Honor, but I, I think they're doing well so far. I mean, I, I much prefer this, um, you know, this incarnation of M- the Embassy to the last one, which had the likes of um, Eric Stevens. I mean, I didn't mind Eric Stevens, but it also had uh, Necro Butcher in. I think Necro Butcher is probably the single worst wrestler ever in the history. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the main thing that's hurt them in the past is that they've never really had big names to feud with. But now that obviously they're still going after homicide, and they've got Jay Lethal maybe. So uh, I think yeah, big names to feud with, and still building up uh, Champa. I mean he's unbeaten, and maybe have him going up for you know for a title uh, soon. Right, the third one we've got in is from at Dirty Dirty Tweet, <laughs> <laughs> um, and he says, thought the show was great, um, had an authentic ring on a feel. However, they need to sort out a women's division. What do we all think about a possible women's division? Um, it's difficult because I'm not the biggest fan of women's wrestling, to be honest. But if not now, but a few years ago, TNA proved when I used to watch that that women's wrestling can be great. I mean, I really enjoyed the Awesome Kong and Gail Kim stuff. And some of Sarah Del Rey's view matches have been pretty good as well. But I think the main problem here is that they've only got one hour a week. Um, and they've got quite a big roster, and to try and expand that by adding like a whole new women's division, uh, it's going to be really difficult to try and have any credibility to it if they've only got an hour slot and or all the other matches they've still got to try and fit on as well. Yeah, it, it, I guess it'd be cool, but it's not really needed, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm quite, you know, quite critical, I guess. I mean, uh, to be honest, I, I don't see, you know, uh, how they can fit them in, you know, in the in the uh, shows. I mean, I don't think they they should be. You, you know, I, I don't particularly want to see. It. <laughs> I don't <laughs> want to sound too harsh, but um, yeah. I mean, I, I suppose some people might want to, but I mean, I suppose they've got the, you know, you've got your, you know, the, what's is it called? Shimmer, the uh, the promotion that's just yeah, that's right, interesting. yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I suppose Ring of Honor is sort of trying to be out there as you know an alternative, and I think a lot of wrestling fans just 
you know, can't be bothered with interesting because all it does is really just t- takes up time that could be spent better elsewhere. And as Harry says, when you've only got an hour, you really need to use your time wisely. So having, you know, useless women's matches that don't really matter, it's just, you know, it's just a bit pointless, really. So I wouldn't mind seeing it. <laughs> I wouldn't mind seeing it if you had a two hour show. But I think with the time restrictions they've got, it's just not a feasible option right now. Mm, yeah, even with even with two hours, I just uh, I mean, I've never really seen the point in it. Um, I, I mean, I, I just don't see how you could ever think that a women's match could be better than, you know, a men's match, even a really, really bad men's match, even, you know, Hulk Hogan versus Sting. I mean, <laughs> even, even that, I mean, maybe I'm being too critical. I mean, <laughs> yeah, ex- expect a lot of tweets. That's at Tilton Warrior for Stephen, if you've got anything to say about that. I mean, I'm sure there are a lot of fans of women's wrestling out there. I mean, I'm not. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I think we should move on before we... Yeah, especially moving on before we get too much hate, mate. Right, the next one is from at He says, awesome first TV show. Little things that could be changed, but that will come with time. Who do you think is the plausible TV champion? Because I don't see um, the top title changing hands anytime soon. So who would you guys see as, you know, sort of the next TV champion or the next uh, guy to challenge for it? Um, I'd like to see El Generico get it back, you know, based on what you were saying earlier, you made some great points about, you know, is his first ever singles title and then he has his first ever defense and just loses it like straight away after all that momentum and build. He had that great match with Daniels where he won the belt and then he just lost it. So I'd like to see El Generico have a rematch and win it back. And then I'd like to see Jay Lethal move up to the world title scene because as we were saying earlier, there's not much competition in the world title scene at the moment. And I think Jay Lethal would fit in well with like David Richards and Eddie Edwards. And I think it'd be great to have Generico back as TV champ. Yeah, I'd like to see Generico win it, but I think more realistically, it would be somebody like Tommaso Ciampa or Mike Bennett. They've been really building them two up a lot. And with the uh, with the way they've been building uh, Ciampa and the embassy up against Lethal, I think he's going to be the next in line. I'm not sure if it's anytime soon, but he will be the next in line to get the uh, TV title, I think. Yeah, I think I, I, I was going to say those two, Ciampa and Bennett. I mean... I don't think um, either of them really are in, you know, contention for the world title at this stage. But obviously, both of them are going to be getting, a, you know, some a big push soon. So, yeah, to be in the TV title uh, contention will be their uh, their next port of call, really. Right. Um, next one is from K Con Hawks. Um, he says potential contenders for Davy Richards and the ROH World Title. I mean, I know we've discussed this before, but um, any further comment on that one? I'd like to see Kevin Steen um, go for the world Who? title. Kevin Steen. Oh, I don't know him. Sorry. <laughs> has he been in Ring before? He's not allowed to be mentioned on this show, is he? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I think he's got so much momentum behind him right now. I mean, at the last pay-per-view, he appeared for what? Like 30 seconds, a minute? And like all the talk afterwards was about him. You know, all the fans are talking about him. Everyone wants to see him. I know he's, you know, he, he said some things about Davey at the pay-per-view, like why wasn't he there, why was he in Japan? So that's like, you know, teasing the build already. And if he is going to have a match with Generico, I think once he's finished with Generico, it'd be great to see him go for the world title. Yeah, I, I don't think they should really go back for another Steen Generico match. I think they should just leave that, you know, you know, in the past. Um, yeah, but I mean, as you said, he made comments about Davy Richards, didn't he? So, you know, maybe Davy could sort of react to that and sort of offer, you know, offer a match sort of thing and go over Ring of Honor's head. And, it uh, makes sense because it'd be yeah, silly it would, if, yeah. if Davy just ignores him. Cause yeah, it would make sense because, 
Yeah, and it's you know it's a valid point as well. So you know he said like he wasn't a fighting champion that sort of thing. So yeah, that, that would be a really interesting, uh, really interesting match. Um, next one we've got from at, I think it's Tweak two two two. He says just watch Ring of Honor's new TV show on DVR. Very good wrestling, but an appalling lack of Kevin Steen, who we've just just spoken about. <laughs> Do you have any uh, anything else on Kevin, uh, John? Yeah, I think it'd be cool to kind of have like a, uh, uh, you know how like the NWO back in the day kind of had like their own like commercial spots where they kind of just bought time. To, yeah. Uh, to do something like that with Steen. That would be like, good, kinda, yeah. Like kind of like, I guess like break off in the middle of like a pointless match or something like that and just have him ramble about something for a few minutes and then go back to the match. like, Or just, just some kind of something to get Steen on the show to build him up as like the crazy person that he is. Yeah, I think the problem with doing that on the TV show, like we said before, is that they, you know, they haven't got enough time really to. I mean, if you only have two matches on a show, you don't really want to mess one of them up with a lot of interference, do you? I mean, he doesn't have to interfere or have a match. It could just be, you know, yeah. they showed all these recap packages. Just have the following has been paid for by Kevin Steen, not directly ripping yeah. off NWO like that, but you know, something similar, <laughs> like like John said. Oh yeah, you could like come out and watch the matches from ringside, and after the match, you could just sort of go in and destroy who's ever. I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure I've seen that before. I can't remember who, who did that. Um, I think it was, like, back, like maybe WWF. But, but yeah, there's, he like he sort of stalked people and then after match. I think he might have been The Undertaker, actually. And he just sort of went in after the match and sort of destroyed everyone. Um, you know, mm-hmm. he could sort of do that and sort of just be like a one-man army kind of thing. Um, yeah, that's an interesting uh, interesting topic. Uh, next one from At Curbside Hero, um, who's a... Avid supporter of the the website. I thought I said I'd give him a shout out. So there you go. Go and follow him. Uh, he needs some more followers. <laughs> uh, he says. I hope he pays uh, for that plug. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, I'm hope hopefully the uh, the money will be coming through soon enough. Um, <laughs> he says I want to know what you think of the uh, think the end game will be for uh, Jacobs and Steve Carino. Um, where will it ultimately lead to? Huh. That's difficult. <laughs> I mean, yeah. as you said last week, you know, a possible Jacobs heel turn seems like a likely scenario, but I'm not too sure. I mean, what do you guys think? Yeah, I think the J- Jimmy Jacobs kind of joining Kevin Steen is probably the most likely scenario to get Steen back into Ring of Honor. So I think that's the way it's going to turn out. Just have Jacobs kind of like continue to help Carino out for a while and then just turn on him. Like if, if Carino messes up or something, I don't know. Just. I don't see Jimmy Jacobs coming out of this as a uh, as a face, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't see Carino turning after all, all this that he's done to sort of get back on track. Um, yeah, I think ultimately Jacobs will, will turn. I'm not sure how they're gonna how gonna, they're gonna do that. I think they'll tease it over quite a long period of time. Maybe have you know have Steen sort of getting into events and them saying like someone's letting him in or he's got sort of a mole inside the company and then sort of build that and turn out to be Jimmy Jacobs or something like that. I mean, the, the thing with that sort of storyline, there's just so many ways it can go. It's so hard to sort of say, you know, this is where I think it will lead because, you know, it, there's so many twists and turns it could take that you could really go anywhere, couldn't it? Right, next one is from at Denim Dave. He says, I've been really impressed by TJ Perkins. Um, do you think he should be back um, on Ring of Honor shows on a regular basis? Oh, absolutely. I think uh, TJP is one of the better wrestlers out on the independent scene. And it's just weird that he, it seems like his style would fit so perfectly 
with the Ring of Honor style, and he would be instantly somewhat somebody who can be for the TV title or world title. He, it just seems weird that he's not a regular member of the roster yet. Yeah, I mean, it's a bit strange. I mean, I know he's been on, uh, you know, shows here and there, and it, it's strange that he's not been brought back uh, more often. I mean, I know he's he was sort of in a bit of controversy with with Gabe when um, I think he said he wasn't paid for one of the shows he did for him or something like that. But um, I mean, I was watching Circle Showdown too from from back in January when he faced off against Davy Richards last night, and I mean that was such a, a good match as you said. His style sort of fits in really well with. Uh, you know the Ring of Honor wrestlers, and I know he had that match against um, Colt Cabana, didn't he? And that was sort of a good sort of you know comedy match. Um, so yeah, he's he's very uh, versatile. So I know he's at the um, TV taping from uh, Louisville. So hopefully that leads to you know more regular bookings because I think the roster needs sort of uh, beefing up a bit. And you know he knows the uh, the company, and as we said, you know he's his style sort of matches the uh, Ring of Honor style. So there's no reason why he shouldn't be brought in more often. Right, and the, the last um, topic we've got in is from at Joe Dittmar, who says, where is Colt Cabana? <laughs> no, we're not stalkers, so we wouldn't know that. But, uh, <laughs> right, right, right now, he's on a tour of Pro Wrestling Now, I think, at the moment. Oh, uh, well, maybe we are stalkers. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not too sure. I mean, John, do you know anything about Colt Cabana? Well, apparently there's that uh, wrestling revolution company starting up by a uh, jeff katz and he's been announced as a member of their roster so i'm not sure if that limits him from being on ring of honor shows or what but i know he's involved in the wrestling revolution he's no, not he's... on the um website's roster page yeah he's not so... on the roster page which is kind of ominous um like i'm not sure if, like what what i what i'm about to say is entirely true or not i've heard somebody say this but i'm not sure if it's somebody from ring of honor or from sinclair but they said funny does not equal money in regards to Colt Cabana. So I'm not sure if that's why he's not being brought in because they don't see him as a draw or what. But yeah, I would like to see him back in Ring of Honor. I mean, yeah, in terms of whether we'd like to see him back, I mean, I think he's a you know he's a good guy and he's a good promo guy and he's you know he's a fun guy to have on the roster. But I mean, I, I think I'd agree with that if that that was true. I mean, about the him you know not, not drawing money sort of thing. I, mean, I think he will, um, you know, bring the, some you know, fans in because he's got a lot, large following. But I think uh, I've seen, you know, all of his recent matches, and they all they all sort of seem the same. I mean, they, they all start off with you know the first few minutes of just like comedy based wrestling, and then it sort of, you know, sort of just goes into a more serious thing. And it's just they all just seem like the same sort of match. And so, I don't I don't think since the um, the Steed and Generica feud that really he's, you know, we haven't seen his best since then. I think he's much better when he's sort of more serious. I don't know. I know there's always going to be like a comedy edge to him because that's just him, but I think he went a bit overboard with it all and I think he started to get a bit a bit watered down and just, you know, a bit boring in my, in my opinion. So I wouldn't be, you know, I wouldn't be too disappointed if he didn't return, but um, I think a lot of Ring of Honor fans would be. And that concludes the topics sent in by our, uh, our readers and listeners. You can do that um, again for the next uh, ROH cast by uh, tweeting us at twitter.com forward slash ROH underscore world. Or you can uh, write on our Facebook wall at facebook.com forward slash uh, ROH world. 
Okay, and that brings an end to the second episode of ROH Cast. We'd like to thank you once again for joining us. Um, as Stephen said, there's uh, several ways you can contact us. You can share your feedback or give us suggestions. There's our Twitter, at ROH underscore world. We're on Facebook, which is slash ROH world. You can send us an email to contact at rohworld.com or simply leave a comment on the website in the uh, podcast post. Uh, I'd like to thank Stephen and John for joining me. Thank you. Uh, next week, we'll be discussing the next Ring of Honor TV show, which takes place this Saturday, featuring uh, El Generico versus Jay Lethal for the TV title. And we'll also once again discuss the topics that you've sent in to us. Uh, thank you once again for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Who would you like to see him face? Uh, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, uh, next one is from at Denim Dave. <laughs> John, if you didn't know, that's made up. Okay. That's why. Right. Say, say that again. <laughs> I can't believe you're making them up. <laughs> this is the one we made up. So you what's his name? Denim Dave? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm not sure if this is actually what somebody said from uh, their broadcast group or what's or just some random <laughs> fan saying this, but they said like, so this, so this, 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 this could have no, no merit whatsoever. Say, 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 